Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Our readings for today are from the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day, it will be said, behold our God to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response, I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In verdant pastures, he gives me repose. Besides restful waters, he leads me. He refreshes my soul. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. He guides me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side with your rod and your staff that give me courage. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Only goodness and kindness shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. I shall live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, I know how to live in humble circumstances. I also know how to live with abundance. In every circumstance and in all things, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. I can do all things in him who strengthens me. Still, it it was kind of you to share in my distress. My God will fully supply whatever you need in accord with his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, again in reply, spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed and everything is ready, come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there, not dressed, in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
On more than one occasion, I felt like a fish out of water. One of the most memorable was in the late 1990s during the Clinton administration. The CEO of my company was an Irishman. So each year, the company would uh, sponsor a table in an event in D.C. that had something to do with Ireland and St. Patrick's Day. I ended up going as the plus one of a colleague whose husband didn't want to go. And the rest of the table of 10 were customers of ours. Honored guests included the President of the United States, who, as I recall, ended up not attending, and among others, the late Senator Ted Kennedy, who, as I recall, was both Irish and never missed a party. The sponsorship fee was $1,000 a plate, which in the late 1990s was even more exorbitant than it would be today. I had to run a tuxedo for the event, and frankly, I felt completely out of place. However, I did my best to strike up an interesting conversation with my fellow guests, whom I presumed were much more at home in such circumstances than I am. In the, at the dessert course, however, a coffee beverage, I think it may have been Turkish coffee, was served in demi cups, causing the man sitting to my right to comment, you would think for $1,000 they'd give you a whole cup of coffee. <laughs> I, think, I think I might have snorted coffee out of my nose. So I can somewhat relate to the scenario in today's gospel parable. It's highly unlikely I'll be invited to the next royal wedding. Heck, Sarah Ferguson has enough, a tough enough time getting invited to those things, and she is the mother of two princesses, for God's sake. Plus, I don't have the wardrobe. Everyone wears funny hats and seems to have a lot of medals pinned to their chests, and my hat inventory is sparse, and my medal collection is non-existent, and you can't really rent medals. Everyone would know I didn't belong, and yet, in the parable, the king's guest list pre seems pretty populous. The first invitations go to a specific group. As Jesus is talking to the scribes and Pharisees, we can assume he's referring to them. As respected leaders among the people, Jesus wants to collaborate with them, but they reject him. As it turns out, like some among the first invited in the parable, they do violence to the king's son. We're not told specifically why the invitees didn't come, but the shocking part is that they ignore the invitation of the king. To be invited to such a banquet is a huge honor, and yet they ignore it. They have no appreciation for the opportunity they are being given. It's not their social status, but their lack of awe that makes them not worthy to come. The king's generosity, however, is undeterred. He instructs his, ser his servants, go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. That hardly seems like a formula to gather an impressive group. But as with the first group of invitees, worthiness is not determined by status. The second group is happy for what promises to be a special meal, but there are still standards to be met. While their sincere desire to be there is certain, it's also expected that they will do their best to show humble gratitude for an honor they've done nothing to deserve. And that includes conforming to the dress code and wearing the proper wedding garment, which, according to some scholars, would have been provided to the guests by the host himself. The king's generosity is shocking, but for Israel, it should not be unexpected. The prophet Isaiah, in just three short verses, proclaims no less than five times that the Lord God will provide for everyone. And even today's psalm, the beloved and popular Psalm 23, reminds us of the essential otherness of God in comparison to us. In the psalmist's vision, we are sheep with their grimy, matted wool and dirty feet. The shepherd, however, treats us as beloved, protecting and guiding us, feeding and watering us generously, even anointing us with precious oil. Our brief passage from St. Paul today models for us a proper response. Paul behaves as though deserving of nothing, while grateful for everything, the honorable son, the perfect guest. And he assures the church at Philippi that they too will be given all that they need by God to glorify him, that is, 
the wedding garment of grace offered without cost, but requiring from us a worthy RSVP, all for the goodness of the king and humble gratitude to be offered a seat at the table. Another time when I felt completely out of place in an event was at a customer appreciation event in Bermuda. Since I had been involved with a couple of the invitees as my customers, I was invited to join them. At one splashy waterfront dinner, after being fed and watered with expensive food and fine wine, we were offered Cuban cigars. I felt obligated to participate, even though I don't smoke. Predictably, I couldn't even get the very expensive cigar to light properly, and I looked like a donkey in front of a lot of very important people. So for dessert, I ordered a scoop of vanilla ice cream with my humble pie. Despite my red face, I was still glad to be there. I will never understand why God created me or suffers my endless spiritual and secular faux pas. At the very least, I can express my endless wonder, be gratefully humble, and strive each day to clothe myself in the wedding garment of grace that he never fails to provide. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day, and say a prayer for me. Thank you.